Hello, this is Mike Oshenka. You're listening to Sonic Perspectives. This is Michael the Metal Angel, otherwise known as Metal Milieu, and I'm speaking to one of my favorite guitarists of all time, the true and only Michael Shanker. We're here to talk about the new Michael Shanker Fest album, Revelation. Michael, it's been almost a year since the last album, and already you've got amazing brand new material. How did that come about so quickly? <laughs> Everybody says so quickly. I don't know. It's not quickly. I used to make... Uh, one album every year with UFO. In my middle years, I made sometimes three albums in a year. And, uh, you know, but basically how it came about was that the last concert that we did in 2018 was in the UK in September. And the next thing that was going to happen was, or and did happen, the second leg of the Resurrection Tour, 2019, April. So I looked at that, and there's eight months. <laughs> I called up Mika Pass, and I, I, I have eight months here, a window of eight months. I, I'm, I'm going to write the next album. Otherwise, this is a waste of time. And uh, they said, okay, go ahead. And, you know, and so I, on a daily basis, I, you know, when I go um, play and discover, I don't call it practicing or rehearsing. I call it uh, play and discover like treasure hunting. And uh, I enjoy the, the, the hunting. But when I find a piece of gold, I'm happy. I put it aside. And these are usually my inspirations that uh, inspire me to write the next song. So I have lots of these, you know, between, you know, when... We finished the last album. I always bumped into something new that is, I call it, pieces of gold that I put away. And so when it's time to make a record, all of that is available to me. And uh, I never look for the best I have selected. I always go in order. Whatever, wherever I stop the tape last, I carry on for the next album and don't jump around. So there might be something better down the down the tape, but I don't go there because I only select good pieces anyway, so I don't have to worry about that. So in other words, you know, I, I was ready to continue to, to write, and at my age you don't want to sit around for eight months doing nothing, and <laughs> so, you know, I started writing, and uh, eight months of writing is, a, is plenty of time. I, I, I mean, uh, writing recording and uh, and uh, completing. In November, I basically was ready to start at Michael Foster's 
co-producer um, studio, and I put as usual. I gave him the click number, and I said, "Okay, tempo 125," <laughs> and that's that's how it goes. And I put all my 12. It was actually 13 songs this time. I put all of these pieces, all all the music down, um, accompanied by electric uh, bass, electronic uh, drums, so that the rest of the band knows where the journey goes. Uh, half tempo, mid tempo, um, you know, double time, whatever. And then, as I as I put the pieces down, Michael Foss already always care, uh, uh, makes up some melodies and some lyrics uh, overnight just what he does um, that's how he did Warrior on Resurrection you know, it, I came into the studio the next morning and he said look Michael I, I wrote some lyrics and some melodies and, and it was Warrior I went Michael this is amazing and so he he always just wait you know basically he's just sitting there recording my bits and pieces but comes up always uh, you know with a with an idea here an idea there but in the meantime i think in his mind he keeps working on on what the melody could be and and what the lyrics could be and so also because we decided to you know i i said to him that he you know i i want four songs this time um where everybody sings because i really enjoyed the, uh, the last supper and uh, the warrior you know guessing on who who is who and all these different singers coming to the foreground must be great for the for the hardcore fan and uh, this time i wanted like four songs but uh, with a with the first song they came with difficult it was a it was a double time we actually hadn't done one like that before plus we were kind of uh, trying to get uh, to the uh, we were just about to finish the album and He, and Michael had a great idea, and he said, uh, I, I know this guy I worked with, and uh, he's working with Richie Blackmore, and his name is Ronnie Romero. I said, fantastic, ask him. And he asked him, and, my, and Ronnie was more than happy, and so we had an unexpected guest on the album, um, you know, with an additional, complete different voice, and uh, it took it to the next level. Now, when you say Michael Vos, you're talking about Michael Vos from Mad Max and Wolfpack, correct? Yeah, Michael Foss. Matt Max. Mad Max and Wolfpack, right. Yeah, I noticed he wrote a lot of lyrics for the last album. So he's he, he actually produces the album. It's his studio you recorded? No, we co-produce. Okay. Yeah, I was not aware of that until recently, that you'd even had worked with him, that he that you worked in his studio or that he had helped with lyrics. And yeah, for nine, nine years. Nine yeah, years, yeah, okay. Worked, yeah. That's you fantastic. Know, he, Michael, Michael Foss is a Michael Schenker fan, a Graham Bonnet fan, and a Stream fan, Gary Barden fan, Robin McCauley fan, an 80s fan. He is the best man for the job. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent. I think the reason I used uh, quickly is it just seems like it's been only like 16 months since the release of the last album. But you had a successful tour. Unfortunately, you lost your your drummer that sadly tragically died. Oh. But you reflect you got a new drummer now um, with Bodo. But you also got Simon Phillips from uh, previous yeah. bands like, playing on the band. Is he playing on the album itself? Simon plays 10 songs on the album. Bodo plays three songs on the album. Uh, Simon was he was very happy to do it, but he wasn't available for touring. So I took Bodo with me uh, every every three moments to England, and uh, we rehearsed the hell out of 
um, um, you know, out of the song for the second leg resurrection tour in America start, that started on the 15th of April. Okay. Yeah, I remember reading the press release about the uh, tragedy, the death of the other drummer. Um, that's amazing that you got Simon to actually perform in the studio for, for some of these great tracks. One thing I want to say about the new album is a lot of the songs are more heavy metal, more upbeat. I mean, you've even got the song We Are The Voice where they say bang your head. The last album was more AOR, classic rock, like we like the UFO type style. But this one's more in your face, kind of heavy metal. Was that just the way you decided to write this time or... I, I like to keep it snappy and fast and uh, energetic, etc., etc. That's what I have done with Temple of Rock. And I think my filing system in my head is back to be, being 18 years old. That's all. Right. And, you know, you're a very uplifting, positive, uh, you know, happy person most of the time. So it kind of reflects in both your guitar music, your melodies, your writing, but also in some of the lyrics. Do you do you find yourself working like co-writing with Michael Voss? Or do you, does he pretty much just come with all the lyrics? I stay away from lyrics. I, don't, okay. I stay away from melodies. I just write the music. I'm the I'm the architect, the blue of the blueprint of the the music. You know, um, I know where the I let the people know where the windows go and where the doors goes and where the patio goes and the the garage and stuff like that. And then the stuff gets sent out, and then people pick their their songs. And it's so far it always works out great. Everybody's happy with their choice. And musicians basically they add their personality to it. You know, every every drummer has a different way of grooving and and doing their stuff. And so we have. Uh, I leave the way the Chris plays his bass and uh, the way um, you know uh, Steve Mann does his coloring and so on. So everybody is free to be themselves, and that is the chemistry that in the end makes it work. Amen. How do you delegate which vocalist, whether it be Gary Borden or Doogie White, Rob McCauley, sings what parts? Because it's just amazing how they. It's funny. It's just it's just very funny. <laughs> I just said to Michael Foss, hey, come on, you know, with Resurrection, that's how we started. Let's just send everything out. Let's see what happens, you know. Doogie, he came back and he just grabbed the first five songs. I said, Doogie, you can't have. <laughs> you can't have those five songs. You can only have three, you know. And uh, this time it was actually limited to two songs because I wanted more songs to be sung by all the vocalists, and uh, which I made uh, Michael Foss be the the the, the, the man in, char in charge, you know. And he did a fantastic job because he is the he is a fan and he knows what's suitable for whom. And you can't have you know four four singers sing uh, uh, write together one song. It's impossible. So anyway. But uh, this time, Doogie again, of course, he grabbed the first two songs. So I knew he was taken care of. Then uh, Robin picked the next one. That was great. And then I was very happy that uh, my grand bonnet this time, he wanted to write his own lyrics and he wanted to write his own uh, melodies. And he did a fantastic job. Very happy about the Very majestic. Sounds fantastic. So he, that was taken care of. So in the end, they, everybody took their songs and, and they were behind it. And, and it just seems to work every time so far. Absolutely. Yeah, in your previous album, when uh, Doogie White, you know, with a song about the church and everything like that, you could tell that was his song. <laughs> he wrote the lyrics, and yet everybody kind of fills in their parts so well. Now, that was such a great video, as was Warrior. How did you guys choose Sleeping With The Light On for the, the new video? Well, you know, I was kind of, you know, many people 
then we did the listening party. Many people like, like uh, uh, for the journalists, many people like uh, sleeping with the lights on. And I said, you know, well, wait till you, till you see the video. It brings the song to a complete other level, you know. And when we were making the, 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 the video, I wasn't really, I had no clue what was going on. And eventually I got the twist. Ah, it's about a nightmare, you know. <laughs> and so... It's I kind of really like it. It was really spooky sometimes, you know, kind of because I didn't know what what the achievement was behind that. We, we didn't discuss anything. I think Mika at last just you know had the idea and let uh, the producer uh, Robert Saxon do do his thing, and so he had his concept. And as we, as we were doing it, you know, eventually I kind of got the thrift, you know, and I, oh, great idea. And I have to admit, that was the first thing I heard from the new album before I actually had the new album digitally. And I kind of thought, yeah. okay, this is kind of cool, but it represents all the different vocalists and all the different nuances and all the different talent. Then when I've heard the album several times, I'm like, when do I then get We Are The Voice? Because that like symbolizes what the whole Michael Shanker Fest is, is that you got four yeah. classic vocalists from your, with Rainbow and with MSG and Macaulay Shanker Group, and yet they're all like, yeah. you know, bang your head and give me a V, give me an O, give me an ICE. So hopefully I'll do that. <laughs> Maybe Michael will also choose that for the next video for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that song, you know, it was actually, it was just accident how, how we got, Ronnie to sing it, you know, it it just worked out that way. It it just became problematic to put all the people, all the singers together for that one because it was an up tempo. We never done an up tempo before, and then he had the perfect choice. I, I was uh, blown away that that he had the contact with him and that he was actually very happy to do it and he was very honored and and it worked out great. Now, you have a song called Old Man. I hope that's not self-referential, since for 50 years you've been keeping the flying V flying high. <laughs> I have nothing to do with lyrics. A rock star with a rock, uh, with a with a, with a guitar in his hand, nothing to do with me. That's Michael Foss, you know, his, his imagination. But he probably, <laughs> he probably has a little tongue-in-cheek thinking, oh, Michael Shanker, he's an old man. But really, you're truly still yeah. in the fight and rock steady because you're the god who brought us the flying V. You're the god who had the shredding back in the days before like heavy metal was even a term. And to me, you're still one of the best guitarists of all times, highly underrated okay. for your achievements in all the bands you've played in. Well, actually, I don't, I, I don't blame. I, the underrated part, I don't blame because after I finished uh, with uh, Strangers in the Night and Love Drive, I, I, I just, that was it for me, you know. And so I dropped out purposely, you know. I, I, had, an, I had experienced enough fame and... Uh, I didn't need to carry on that way. I, I rather I wanted to be an artist. I made, you know, somebody said up to sixty albums. I wanted to experiment with music, and uh, so I, I did not make popular music anymore. And and so I I don't you know blame people or I mean that's my own making, you know, period. But you know, in two thousand eight, I decided I uh, something said in me like Michael, you want to be on stage. So I guess in my middle years, I. I uh, developed uh, um, uh, enjoying the machine. I, I never enjoyed the machine before, but I, I have, you know, kind of all, everything out of my system. I've done everything I wanted to do, instrumental albums, acoustic instrumental, and everything that um, would never have made any money for Ozzy Osbourne, Scorpions, UFO, Deep uh, or you name them. You know, if, if they had to bear with my experimental uh, period, then they would have hated me, you know, so... I think it all worked out for the best. They should all be happy, happy 
that it worked out this way. But, you know, in 2008, something said, Michael, you want to be on stage? I couldn't believe because I was always stage fight and uh, that all of a sudden I wanted to be on stage. So I took that as a sign and I, in, in, in light speed, you know, I went all the way back to the top. Absolutely. And I want to go on record and saying those early 80s albums as MSG with Gary Barden and Graham Bonnet, and especially the Macaulay Shanker albums of the mid 80s are excellent music and different than what you did with, you know, UFO or Scorpions, but still have that trademark shredding guitar that you amplified. And yes, yeah, seeing you live on many occasions, I didn't get to see the Michael Shanker Fest. I'm looking forward to see it the next round, but seeing you live just... It blows me away that you could just play so with such fluidity and such flourish and such. Um, I mean, you're just so good at what you do. <laughs> Obviously, I'm a fan. <laughs> but you know, I tell you one thing: the MSG stuff. I I, I started my Gushenka group after I had enough of 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 the of you know. I actually I wanted I purposely looked for an unknown singer, Gary Barton, but Peter Mensch wanted to do big business with me. You know, he he. he welcomed me with open arms after I, I got away from Love Drive. And, uh, but, you know, I didn't really want to do anything big like that, but he is the guy who got me Cozy Powell and all of that. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to do something with an easygoing singer, you know, with a, with a, with a, with a good voice, you know, that Gary, very bluesy, great feeling and uh, in his voice and stuff like that. And, and uh, so the, the basically... Because I didn't make any trend music, yeah, uh, because I played from within since I was 17 years old. Um, you know, the Michael Schenker, uh, MSG actually is kind of, except for the Baby McCauley Schenker group, um, which became, became a bit more commercial, and I actually was less involved in writing than anyway. But anything I did with Michael Schenker group is kind of more timeless music because I never followed any trends from that moment on. And I never did with UFO either because I, I, that, that's when people ask me what I want to be remembered as, I said, as a spirit on a mission, spreading the joy of music from a place of pure self-expression. That's my speciality, you know, pure self-expression. And uh, I stay away from from consuming music and, and because the brain is like a sponge and uh, you can't, uh, you know, right? I, I had this idea when I was 17 years old that that everybody is unique, and so if I decide, instead of copying a trend, I just uh, open up myself and add new colors to the world. If I keep, you know, and I kept doing it uh, day after day, year after year, and and uh, it, it, you can't fail. It works for everybody who makes that choice. To to he becomes an original player, you know. Uh, people who liked what I did in the in the 80s, my brother called me and said, Michael, they're all playing your guitar style over here in America. Uh, I said, really? And, uh, and and what I heard people saying, they never they never heard anything like that before. And and the reason for that is because of the choice I made of uh, understanding that there is a uniqueness within everybody, you know. You just have to make the choice. You either make the choice to uh, copy the trend or, or you become a trend maker. And then that happened in my case in the 70s. I created something that people started to copying in the, in the 80s. And so I became a trend maker. Yeah, but I like that. I like that very eloquent. The joy of music for pure self-expression. And here you are now 
many decades later, reunited with several of your original vocalists, and now you guys are writing music collectively, and it's just the Michael Shanker Fest is truly a collaboration of amazing talent. And the fact that you write all the music, and like you say, you save little pieces, gold nuggets for later until next time, just shows that, you know, you're still, you know, you still have that going on. And I think that's because you have such a sense of positivity and alacrity and true M-E-T-T-L-E and drive to continue all this. And do you have plans again for a new tour with this uh, new uh, this new album forthcoming this fall? Absolutely. World tour, but, you know, we are not rushing into it. We want to do this right. It's a big undertaking, and we have to make sure that, uh, that it can be supported. And so, therefore, you know, let uh, the music go out there first and create a, an understanding of what is what we what we have done, uh, you know, also on a, a business level that the promoters know what we have created, and so we have a base for negotiation because this needs to, this is a very expensive um, event, and and yeah, and we really have to do this right and not hasty. Absolutely. And we are so grateful that you are willing to do that. Bring all the vocalists out, bring the band out, perform new material, old material, and represent your whole career of music. It's a true honor and privilege, as always, to speak with you, Michael. Like I said, I'm sorry I'm a little fanboyish. You are one of my absolute favorite guitarists <laughs> in my top five by far. Half the time people say, who are your favorite guitarists? I say Michael Schenker. They say, who? <laughs> yeah, I know. The one that the one that left uh, planet Earth for thirty years. Right, they're all like, <laughs> you know, yeah, they're all they're all they're all about. What about Dimebag Daryl? I'm like, who? No, just kidding. Anyway, so <laughs> you're still alive, you're still kicking, you're still making amazing music, and we're very grateful for that. I gotta bring this interview to a close, so I'm just gonna briefly say, in closing, I want to thank all our listeners for listening to my wonderful conversation with Michael Shanker, you know, the true guitar hero in my opinion. We invite you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And please check out our YouTube and website at www.sonicperspectives.com. I leave you with a brand new video and song, Sleeping with the Light On. And Michael, would you like to have any final words that you'd like to say for all your followers? Just keep on rocking. <laughs> Rock steady. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you take care and uh, we'll see you soon, okay? Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Sorrows all these passing years. So why the tears are falling so while crying bitterly? Wandering through a shadow land with no escape for me. The old tree leafless in the forest. The old lake straight out in the sun. with